0: Welcome to It's a Good Life podcast, where it's all about helping entrepreneurs think, feel, and do better. Here's your host, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of
1: the morning to you, and welcome to part two of our conversation with just the best of the best coaches there are. And uh, how blessed I am that they happen to be working at Buffini Company, joining me in the mission to impact and improve the lives of people and that these brilliant coaches impart their wisdom to the coaches at Buffini Company. At Buffini Company, we have a system for this. We don't have, okay, here's a book, here's a form, and everybody goes home. Every coach has a coach. And Misty, Tim, and Billy actually are the performance coaches at Buffini Company. They coach clients, and then they developed into people who coach the coaches. And so that's kind of how we work. So every coach at Buffini Company has a coach, because coaching works. And then McGee is allegedly in charge of this three-ring circus I'm not sure anybody is. It's like herding cats on a regular basis. The performance is extraordinary. And, and that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, our average client comes to us making $35,000 a year. Our average client today makes 368000 a year. If they're in a leadership position, it's closer to five seventy. We have created thousands of what are called Buffini millionaires. In fact, years ago, the Irish version of 60 Minutes came to do a documentary on yours truly. I know you guys have seen that. I think it's still on YouTube. But a very black-haired version of Brian Buffini out there from 2006. I think it was called Made in America, and they did a Made in America series. And they had all these titles. And when the Irish showed up, of course, the Irish are historically skeptical. And this film crew showed up. They thought I was like a hookster or a a real estate preacher type guy that was selling miracle cloths in the back of the room. And and they came here and they spent two weeks here. And it was interesting that the skepticism went down over time and eventually it became. The director come over to me and, you know, I've never really been able to set goals. How could I set goals? And then the the camera operator's like, I've never been able to do a budget. How, would, how do I do the budget? And then the producer goes, well, I'm actually independent. I actually own my own business. And how do I go about generating customers and leads? And one by one, it became the confessional. They entitled that show The Millionaire Maker. And this is 16 years ago. And we're a lot better than what we were 16 years ago and have a lot more performance than we had 16 years ago. But that's kind of what we do. And that's what I want to do today is I want, as people are sitting here listening, Misty, you talked about taking people from being accountable to being capable. We talked about, uh, Dave, people dreaming big and then how to take those small steps. Uh, Billy, you talked about the certitude of the position you've been in for almost now a couple of decades. If people have a clear goal and they are coachable, they succeed. Like 100%, not 98%, not 92%, 100%. There's very few things that are 100%. And then, Tim, you were focused on momentum. Here's what I'd like to do. I'd like us to walk through and get very much into the how-tos of getting people on this path where, you know, there's people who've written books 10x and there's not an ID in the bloody thing. We 11x people, on average, on average, with the 22,000 clients we serve and the tens of thousands even beyond that, we have people who've sold their business and retired and done well and all that kind of good stuff. So let's say somebody is in the early stages of their entrepreneurial journey. I would like to break it down into two categories. I would like to say, okay, as a coach, when you say somebody's, they're newer in business, what are the business kind of fundamentals you kind of want them to do and, and execute on? And what are the kind of the personal growth things they need to focus on? Because we know you got to grow yourself and grow your business. And you grow yourself, you can grow your business. You grow your business, you can grow yourself. Those two things are crucial, and it's kind of why the Good Life podcast even exists. So I'm going to start with you, Mr. McGee. That's the seniority has its benefits in that case. We'll finish with Tim because it's hard to go after three other people. But he's always been a cleanup hitter, so he does great. Someone's in the early stages of an entrepreneurial journey. What advice would you have for them just to get the ball rolling and to make sure that their business is solid and that they're grown personally? What What advice would you have for somebody?
0: Great. I think, you know, the, the couple of things. I love this question because what – I believe, you know, our, our coaching is transformational. People have been with us for 26 years, right? They, they've, they've paid Buffini and company longer than they've paid a mortgage. And it's, it's not because they haven't gotten it yet. It's because their life has been transformed. And, and there's, there's a sequence to that. You know, you talk about the sequence of success, but there's a sequence to the to, to business. And, and when, when you start a business, you're in that start phase. And then you're going to move to a growth phase. And then you're going to move to a scale phase, right? And our coaches take you along that journey. And so they're with you each bit of the way. I think in the start phase, there's a couple things. Um, it's, it's one, getting really clear about what you want to accomplish. Billy, in the last episode, talked about, you know, cre- creating this gap. There's a gap between what you want and, and where you are. And the coach stands in the gap. A lot. most people are not really clear about what they want to accomplish. And I think that's the most important thing is to get clear on what you need to accomplish and then be honest about where you are. And in that start phase, I think it's all about lead generation. You know, it's the working by referral system of contact care and community is where you have to 100% focus when you're starting because you might have the best business in the world, but if you don't have clients to serve, you're in trouble, right? And so uh, that's, to me, the start phase is all about Developing a strategy for your lead generation and then sales conversion, and I think from a personal growth standpoint, it's there's a belief factor that needs to um, to come into play, and a, and a coach will will help you believe. Most people, I I got an email from one of our clients who's been with us about six years now, and he he'd been to a few of the events first, and he couldn't believe when you said our average client makes three hundred and sixty thousand dollars. He said B.S. It's not true. This is a sure. sales pitch. Yep. And they finally signed up for coaching. And in the email said, I signed up for coaching to prove Brian wrong. <laughs> well, it, in the first year, he didn't make 360000 sure. He made 250000 yeah. which was pretty darn yeah. good. Six years into it, he's now in our team coaching program. So he's gone from that start phase to the growth phase. Now he's in the scale phase. He's over $500,000, and we're not even through three quarters of the year yet, right? So I, he didn't believe in the beginning that what he wanted was possible. And I think that's the personal growth part of the start phase is, is to get some wins so you can believe it's true.
1: Well, you tell that chump. There's many better than him have tried to prove me wrong over the last 26 years. Get in line, pal. It's good stuff. And look, we love it. And you know, here's the thing. I am good with people being skeptical. I think you should be skeptical. But I'm not good with cynical. Because cynical is when you breach from, I need to see if this is real, to nothing is real. And that's where, like you say, this belief part is, He ultimately had to believe in himself, believe in our system, and then believe it would work. And over time, I'm sure his belief has grown, and I'm sure his lead gen's cranked along as well. Billy, I love your take on the very same thing that Dave just covered. You know, someone's at the start phase. And on the business side, what advice would you have? And on the personal growth side, what advice would you have as well? It's a good
2: question. So on the business side, you brought this up at an event years ago and it stuck with me is that when philosophies align, business is easy. When philosophies align, business is easy. If I have somebody that comes in that goes, you know what, I, I'm coachable. I'm in this for the long haul and I have a philosophy that I'm better with a coach than without one, that person's 10 times more likely to succeed. So aligning that philosophy Um, like Dave said, with lead generation, that's the key to the kingdom. You brought out in one of our, uh, trainings, the three-legged stool. These are occurring in every business, which are, uh, lead generation, sales and marketing, customer service, and financial management. So we got to have a lead first. We got to build, sort, and qualify a database. Everybody has a database, Google, Twitter, everybody has a database. And the question is, what is their database? Who's in there? And the next thing I want to find out is, Who's in your database and why are they there? And then do they know they're in your database? Whatever the <laughs> database is. Like, do they know that they're part of your of your database, you know? And so from if I can get somebody to get some form of a database, build, sort and of qualify, align philosophically um, with what we do and or coaching, then they come great. If somebody comes to the coaching call, like they do the spa, like do the coaching to me. Right, yeah. That's then we have to realign philosophy. So, if that's aligned early on, then it becomes the, the the speed picks up significantly if those things are in a place.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, people, you know, I've been asked, how many people do you think you've changed their lives? And I said, well, I've changed one, and that's mine. You know, we facilitate it. You know, we we are here to coach, support, help. But at the end of the day, we help people take responsibility for their own business and life, and then they get going and then they own it. People are with us 26 years not because they're dependent is because we're helping them grow from strength to strength. And they've seen the results. Some of our client stories are so extraordinary that if I shared with them in a broadcast, people would scream BS. There's no way somebody started off like that, right? And we've all seen that. But the truth is, when they've gone from strength to strength, they can grow like that. On the personal growth side, Billy, and you've always been passionate about the personal growth side of our curriculum and coaching. Where does somebody start that journey?
2: The first thing they start in is do they believe from the person they're getting the growth from? Like if somebody is listening to you, do they trust what you're saying? Do they have some level of belief and I want to see what this is about? And then I frankly think that when you get some information from somebody that you trust in a vision of where you want to go, I think you should test the information out. You should go try it, apply it in your life and try it because if not, it's a theory. And that doesn't happen in the real world. The tangibility and personal growth is when Um, you try it. And I walked my first day, you talked about Misty's first day at the organization. My first day was a conversation with you at the coffee pot, literally at the coffee pot. I will never forget, which is you said, I'll tell you one thing. If you continue to grow personally, you'll have this job for as long as you want it. And you'll grow here within the organization. And it stuck with me. And I tell that story every time we hire a new coach, that that is the
1: fundamentals to what we do. Yeah. And you've grown from strength to strength, my friend. I've thrown you into many a project over the years. <laughs> I had, I've always had great belief in you, Billy. We're trying to figure this out. I'm going to throw Billy at it. And you're a gamer, so I've always enjoyed it. Misty, same dynamic. We're in the start phase, as Dave talked about. Business fundamental, personal growth. Obviously, building upon what the guy said, what would your take be?
3: Yes, I've always believed at that stage, you know, a lead typically solves most issues. Um, but I think- Generate what, a customer. Absolutely, the lead generation. You know, it's very rare we'd be in the start phase and not hit that pretty hard. Um, but I think what you're hearing here is there are different styles of coaching, but we here at Buffini and Company also have a framework. We know how to have, right, the goal, the end in sight, and we know how to get them there. So once Dave has kind of set that tone- I believe then it is a lot of customization of how that will work, but it is a customized plan. It's still a plan. It's still structure, and it's still most likely based on lead generation.
0: I think that's a great point Missy just made, because the truth is we have a recipe for success. It, the potential client could go to the success tour, uh, the now masterclass, sit there, listen to you, get all the information they need to have a successful business. They could take pathway to mastery essentials or 100 days to greatness get all of the information they need to have a successful business they don't need a coach they can do it all right there the reason that they need a coach is it's hard to follow the recipe and so we, we need to we need to customize the recipe based on who the client is
1: here's the thing dave i'm the kind of person cuz this is this is how i did live so you t- you mentioned a couple of our training programs i'm the guy who did read the book take the class. I remember Mark Victor Hansen walked through here, and he's the co-author Chicken Soup for the Soul. And he produced a audio cassette series in the mid-90s called Build Your Speaking and Writing Empire. And he was walking through Buffini Company with his wife. And his wife turned to him and she goes, Mark, this guy did all the things you taught him to do that you haven't done yet. You know, so I was that guy. Now, here's the thing. And I was the guy who was reluctant to coaching. It took a lot longer. It was a lot harder. It took a lot more energy, emotion. It took a bite out of my arse, is the way I would describe it. It put tremendous strain on me to do it. And what I learned is that with the coaching, I so I'm not the prototype coaching client because I am the guy who likes to kind of figure it out himself. However, I tell you what I don't like. I don't like it taking twice as long and being twice as hard. And with the coaching, here's what I found. I enjoy the journey. And I enjoy the journey a lot more. I enjoy the success a lot more. I enjoy the process a lot more. As opposed to it was always something to be endured and got through. And I was always in this mode. Once I get here, and it was almost like saying to myself, once I get here, I'll be happy. Or once I get here, then I'll have arrived. Or once I get here, I'll be successful. Or once I get here, and once I get here, never arrives. And so that's what coaching has done for me is to take me through that process. Mister. you mentioned the lead side. Again, big personal growth person. Dave mentioned in the last episode your rhythmic gymnastics dynamic where you do this tumbling. I had you do it from a ceiling in front of, I think, 5,000 people where you scared the living daylights out of people because from 30 feet, you're unraveled out of this, what do they call them? The silks, and aerials, and scared the daylights out of them. So you're a big personal growth gal. When somebody's starting the journey on the personal growth, what would you say to them?
3: I am very adamant that health and wealth go hand in hand. You cannot have one without the other because one will hurt the other. And I don't mean health and fitness and weight. I mean a healthy mind, a healthy soul, healthy emotional, just overall health. And it's hard. Health and wellness is a a big movement right now, but it it has everything to do with business.
1: Well, here's the thing. Self-employed. There, there better be enough self there. Right. You can't just be employed, right? And so that's a great one. That's a great one. Okay, Tim, clean up battened The bases are loaded. Swing away.
4: Whoo man. that's All of that is brilliant. I would actually, because I have a psychology background, I would start with the mind. Misty, great tee up. Um, for me, I want to meet these people where they're at we all are in a different phase in their lives. And once I get them to really sit where they are, they have a better idea of where they want to go, you know, and then, then I would, you know, create a relationship with future self. Who does he, she need to act? Who do they need to talk with? Who do they need to be surrounded by and get them to imagine a better version of themselves. And then we go back. All right, what's the work? Because we also, for me, My wish for everyone is to fall in love with practice. And if I fall in love with the work that it takes to accomplish, it is inevitable. Championships are scheduled. So what is the work that you need to do on a daily basis to be like, I'm one step closer to that person? So when you meet them, you're like, hey, what's up? Instead of, wait, who are you? So I start with mind, get them to imagine that better version of themselves. And then they're more Willing to do the work, even if it's hard, because they see what it could give them or bring them. And on the business fundamental side. I mean, I mean, obviously, it's a lead generation. It's uh, sorting and qualifying your database. It's who is a low what's the low hanging fruit? Like, where can we start? Again, it's creating momentum based when you meet them where they're at. You're going to get an idea. And once you get that idea, then it's it's how do I create momentum? It's it's that one thing. And and all the things that they said and all the resources we here at have here at Buffinian Company, we just pick one and then they do that, and then we pick another one and it's just this domino effect.
1: Yep, that's great stuff. And you guys know where I'm gonna go, which is for me, when somebody says I'm gonna start, it's always simple and basic and fundamental. It's gonna be with a set of goals, right? It's just it's you gotta start with a set of goals. And if you're starting your business and you get it going. And you go, well, I don't know enough. I don't know how much I'm going to make. And I don't know how far it's going to go. And you don't need to know. You don't need to go. But it's like, here's where you are. Where, where do you want to be? And uh, the only time I ever see people make a mistake with goals is, and it's not really a mistake, it's a discovery, is they get the time frames. Most of us radically overestimate what we can get done in a year and underestimate what can happen in a decade. And so when people are starting a business, I always think, you know, you're starting a business. You start with a goal, and great—that sounds like a great goal—and it might take three years to get there. So the goal is great; just got to be a little more realistic about the time frame. And you'll learn that as you learn your craft and your business and the industry you're in. But I think um, if you take all of these pieces, you get you know, here's the business fundamentals, and then here's the personal growth piece. Wrap it all together with some basic goals. You can embrace where you are to where you want to go, and then you know a coach can help you what's realistic. And then obviously we're backfilling. Here's where you want to go. Here's where you are. Here's the first set action steps. And you don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. So here's the first set of action steps we'll see in two weeks. All right, great. How'd we do? Where'd you struggle? What'd you get done? What didn't you? Okay, great. What was the execution? Okay, great. Let's go back to the goal. Is it still the right goal? Okay, fine. What's the next set of action steps? And how do you eat the elephant one bite at a time? Everybody says these things. Everybody says, I want to get to the next level. The truth of the matter is we've systemized it, structured, and it's as simple as that. You get the lead gen, you get the mind piece, you get the personal growth, you get the business fundamentals. You set your goals and then you chew it down one set of action steps at a time. And the coach helps you set them, holds you accountable to them, and then starts coaching you up to, to go from accountable to capable and away we go. Let's let's kind of fast forward here a little bit. We've got 10 more minutes. We have a lot of folks listening who probably have a mid-sized business or they've been in business five, 10 years. They got it going. Maybe they've reached that plateau point and they feel a little stuck. And I know you've never experienced that with one of our clients, right? In 26 years, everybody's just hockey stick, right? Everything just doubles every year. No one ever gets flat or no one ever quits or no one ever quits coaching and then goes on a roundabout for three years till their business hits the dumpster and then calls us back up to start over again. Or they hit the plateau and they get bored and then they get into the goofiest business ventures you ever saw, almost destroy themselves and feel the need to start over. We want that person who's been at it a while to not do the self-destruct thing, get past this feeling of I'm stuck I'm not moving anywhere. I've had this inertia. How do I get to the next level without doing the goofy thing? So let's uh, flip gears on that. Dave, I'll start with you. Uh, in fact, no, Tim, you're going to get the easy one this time. Yes. Let's start with the size business. I'll let McGee see if he can do the cleanup for once. I love it. Let's do, so you've got a mid midsize business. They've reached a plateau. They're stuck. What tip would you give them on their biz? What tip would you give them in their personal growth?
4: I mean, on the business, I would immediately go to reflection, you know, get them to look back and see where they've been, where they've come from. Like you talked about it before is like we feel stuck. We hit this plateau. That means there's a moment of growth that's about to occur. We need to have things in place so that we can grow. So first thing is take that step back. I would really focus on going internally as opposed to externally. We like to compare um, which is dangerous. It's dangerous. How do I get them to go internally on their growth? And then again, it's it's reassessing. Which is kind of comparing themselves
1: to their 100%. own gifts, right? It's not, okay. Because yep. here's the thing, you know, if I compare myself to somebody else, you know, it's, I could be selling myself way short, or I could be putting myself in a foolish position. So it's like, okay, what are the gifts I have? What's the opportunity I have? What's the business I have? But company's company is never going to be Tesla. You know, can you imagine me building an electric car? That'd be funny, wouldn't it? I mean, that would be great. Maybe I should do it just for fun sometime. But as far as building something to impact and improve the lives of people, I'm probably your guy. So I'm not going to compare myself to Elon Musk, right? And he shouldn't compare himself to Brian Buffini, you know, although he should have goals. So let's talk about it for you. Like, you know, that comparison. I think it's a comparison to me is the biggest epidemic. I think it's bigger than COVID. And I think it's become. Ritualized because of social media, right? So people are curating content and young people are getting hammered with this, but people are constantly pumping out their best life. You know? Yesterday we we had Apollo Ono through the building and and so my team posted a picture of me and him together. And someone said, I wish I had your life. And I'm like, by the way, the next day I worked till eight o'clock at night. And maybe do they want that life too? You know, it's the curated content that comparison comes in. Someone's in that middle spot, they feel stuck. How do you push them through it?
4: After the reflection, I like sometimes the stuck, let's redefine what stuck means. You know, stuck means that we're in the process of growth. Great. What's one thing that you could do to move the needle in the right direction? Oh, I want to go from X amount to the, you know, they have to know where they want to go in order for us to guide them, direct them, you know, support them to that. So when they figure out exactly what it is that they want to do, we have all the resources and it could be a different type of legion It could be uh, hiring an assistant. It could be something that you know, we got to get our foundation. We got to get our systems in place so that we can grow because your system that you created to get to this part may not be the same system that allows you to get to the next level.
1: What well, got you here won't get you there. It was a great book. And, and Misty, I want to throw to you, One of the things that happens with us is we have everybody set goals and then they reach these goals. And then there can often be this vacuous period where I've set my goals, I've checked the boxes. I know I need to set more goals, but I I don't have any juice for them. And so they're in this stuck, they're in the plateau. What's some advice you've given in the past? What advice you give the coaches to help clients in that spot? And you've coached lots and lots of people yourself through that spot. What has your advice been to those folks?
3: Well, I think what's really important, and I'm known to say it to my clients, I've known to say it to the coaches, but the quality of the answer is in the quality of the question. And so a great, amazing coach like we have, we focus hard on the questions which bring the reflection. Because yes, we want everybody to have the goal and want to know where they are headed. But sometimes people don't. Well, they do, because it's deep down inside but that is the drawing out and sometimes that is the work to me, not probably even sometimes that is 90% of the time the digging the reflection, the questions to pull out why we're at the plateau or the stuck in any circle.
1: again, it's become very popular in in the person growth and development business you know know your why and all that kind of good stuff. What we do is we come alongside right Yes and so we're there during the highs and the lows, right the coaches are there. When the baby's delivered, but we're also there when the toddler throws up on your shoes, right? So we're there at every stage of this. And one of the things I always think is that people have to understand your why constantly changes. You know, there are different reasons in different seasons. You know, I have grandkids now, right? My reasons and seasons are different. My kids are off and they're all doing their own thing. My reasons and seasons are different. I I'm 26 going into 27 years at Buffini Company. What I find that fuels me today. You know, it's like, a, no, I, I want actually deeper impact. I want to reach more people. I I want to bring people in board. we My initial reason, we, we focused just on real estate. And now we're expanding to entrepreneurs. And I know we coach people in dozens of businesses outside of real estate. And so the thing about when people talk about that, getting to those quality questions, understanding the why, and I think just giving people permission that the why changes. The why changes as life changes, as seasons change. It's not like this, I like that. i got the one thing i got the one answer for my whole life or one set of goals for my whole life no i checked those boxes and then by the way the next thing is when you've achieved and you're gone and you're in that mid-stage and you're stuck you didn't get there overnight and it's not going to be one thing that gets you over it it's going to be keep chipping away keep doing the hard work keep leaning into your coach keep grinding it out and the next thing you know the next why comes and what i've found is the next why becomes in you know, always to me it's twofold it's acres of diamonds. It's always right underneath our feet. And it is purer and deeper than ever before. I'm more jacked up and more fired up than I have ever been in this business. I haven't needed to work for years. The economics are, are, you don't need to pray for the Buffinis in the financial circle. Keep your prayers coming in every other circle. I don't need to work. I don't need the dough, but I'm more driven than I've ever been because my why has evolved. And I've had seasons where I sat there teaching people to write goals, came backstage and looked at a sheet of paper and couldn't put the pen down, could not figure out what to say. I'd reached all these goals, achieved all these things, teach on goals, and I would do it out of duty. And sometimes those goals evolved into a why. So I know I went on a bit of a riff myself, but I think that quality question really sparked that in me. And I think for someone else that's in that spot, Billy, as we have a few minutes, someone's in that mid spot, they're stuck on the plateau. What would you have to say to them?
2: I got to go with Tim on this one. You have to call a timeout. Because you're you're adrift, and when that is not accept, like that's a timeout. If a ship is adrift, it's in danger. It's in danger. The only way a ship can move, and this is perspective shifting of you know, coaching perspective shifting, but a ship can move because it's moving. The rudders move because it's in motion. If a ship's not in motion, everybody's in danger. And I, this is where we have to shift perspective too, because now people tend to relate more lead generation, more things to do with less time. So now I want to work on the muscle of prioritization because if I can get somebody who's calibrated to where they are, they have clear goals and we got like Misty's definition of uh, the question, the quality of the answers and the quality of the question. And what you do is brilliant, which is we give definitions. So when I say clear goals, I would like somebody to be able to write out their goals with the same level of clarity that they fill out their address or their birthday or their social security number. That's like a one to 10. That's a 10 in clear goals. So then what we want to do is challenge the perspective of more things. Um, just because you have more things to do doesn't mean you have less time. It means that your muscle of being able to prioritize it, because my goal as a coach for you just to be transparent is higher quality problems and lots of them. And then we take the muscle of prioritization and go, where do you want to speak or which clients are we going to work with or who is doing X, Y, Z? And so if we can combine a clear goal with the ability and the muscle set of being able to prioritize in that direction, we, that's why we call the timeout to Tim's point is we're adrift. We got to get back underway. We got to recalibrate with the prioritization. So what is the goal and what are the priorities? And the goal, all the all always the goal is higher quality problems.
1: Beautiful, love it, love it. Okay, McGee, you get to finish this off. Dave, give us. uh, They're stuck in the middle,
0: you know. And honestly, we have a lot of clients who are experiencing that. They've achieved great success, more than they've imagined. I was talking to a client earlier today who had a ten-year goal to have a household income, his and his wife's, of five hundred thousand dollars. He's going to hit his own personal income will be $500,000 by the end of this year. And it's only been two years, right? So we've had people that have huge amounts of success. And I think what happens is when you're in it and you start, there's an excitement, there's a grind, there's a bit of survival and you get after it. And then you get to a level of success where some of the excitement goes away, right? It's everybody wants to have that comfort and that money, but some of the excitement goes away. So a great coach, very rarely gives direction. A great coach asks questions. So I'm going to turn this on you, Brian, because here's what I know about you. You're, by design, a pioneer. You want to be with a machete in a forest that has not yet, doesn't have a path. And you did that 26 years ago with Buffini and & Company. And now you lead a company of 250 people, and the, there's a pretty clear path, and there might not be a machete. So how did you overcome the challenge of what Elon Musk is going through right now you know with Twitter
1: well I, I've taken the machete I still have the machete and it's still needed and I've used it in seasons and if you look at the innovations at buffini and company over time we're not the same as we were 26 years ago and uh, during that period of time I've built five training programs that have gone to over a quarter million people where they've gone through an extensive training program our recent hundred days to greatness You know, here's a program we built for in COVID for brand new people who are just getting into the industry that are making 75 grand in 100 days. Okay, unheard of for anybody else. So I would take the machete to that stuff. Our team coaching, you came to me and said, we have all these people with teams. We need to expand beyond the sole proprietor coaching. We need to do that. So the machete went to work on that. Now, what I will also tell you is I'm excited and fired up and I want to affect change in the organization with the machete. And sometimes I take the machete to myself, to my staff, to the furniture, to the company's profits. One of the things, and and you guys talk about it, you start with that adrenaline, it's got to switch from adrenaline to being more cerebral. And you find there's people who love that excitement. And I'll get the greatest example. It's a terrible example, but true. Guy I met, and this is not an uncommon story, he's been married five times. Because he equates love with the excitement and the enthusiasm of meeting somebody falling in love, that initial sense of attraction, the the flowers smell sweeter. And it's not what I consider to be love. I consider that to be the mating dating game. And love is when you wake up in the morning, the person sitting next to you has breath that could remove wallpaper, hair that's going sideways, and uh, they're a little grumpier and and whatever else. And someone asked Beverly Do you ever wake up grumpy? She goes, no, I let him sleep in, you know? So the thing is, what is love and the depth of that? And so you think about the relationship. It's about going deeper and connecting and giving more of yourself. It's also withholding. It's a discipline. It's a mature love. And the same thing for your business. And I've gone through it. I've gone through times where Buffini & Company was the single biggest source of frustration in my life because I felt like there was total inertia. I had an idea. And Buffini and Company was still swallowing the last one, and it was two years to implement it. And I had another great idea. The market had changed. People had these needs. Come on, we got to get off our freaking duff and do this. And so the company was like an anaconda's meal. And so a little bit of it, and I covered this recently with Pat Lencioni with his work in Genius, which is, I realized I had to celebrate these, other, you know, I'm the initiator. I had to celebrate the implementers. But similarly, the implementers need to celebrate the freaking initiator, or they would be all painting bridges somewhere looking for work, right? I mean, I can give you seven major inventions that I've done in 26 years that are now just part of the wallpaper. Of course, we do training. Of course, we have the highest ranked CRM in the space. Of course, we have real strengths and profile. Of course, we have that. Of course, we have these things. I think the big thing is maturing, knowing that dating is not the depth of love. That initiating that initial excitement of launching a business is not the same as a mature business and what it takes to take a business that's stuck. But when you persevere through, when you innovate internally, it actually creates a deeper sense of satisfaction. So, for example, and I'll finish, I'll land the plane here. I do know a little bit about performance. I do know a little bit about helping people. I do know a little bit about that. I do it every day. The joy I have had in these two episodes listening to four masters of what they do, that the maturity that I get and the joy I get is now from seeing somebody else do it and somebody else, quite frankly, doing it better. Like I said, I I do the teaching and the training and the mentorship, and now we have this army of coaches. And the truth of the matter, as you guys well know, I could pick dozens and dozens of our coaches and throw them on here, and we'd have a very similar conversation today, and you're all nodding your head because we have people who have just mastered their craft know what they do, love what they do. It's the hardest job you'll ever love, right? That's what we all say. But that's what I think the maturity of the entrepreneurial journey is. It's one thing to initiate and do it yourself, but it's another thing to empower people. And that's why Buffini & Company is now a business that's built to live on past Brian Buffini. And for years, it was not. For years, it was, we'd better have a big insurance policy because if Brian gets hit by a truck, remember, those are conversations. I'd be in the room. You guys have been in meetings. And I'd be in the room and someone goes, well, what happens if Brian gets hit by a truck? Well, you know, we, and I would be like, hello, I'm here. I'm here, you know. The fact is the joy I have is passing that on now to other people and seeing people take it and run it. And so we've had an example of that here with these two episodes. And here's what I would say. If somebody's in business and they didn't get something from the last two episodes we just covered, we can't help them. We can't help them, God bless you. But I think people will have lots of info, lots of notes. And like I said, we're gonna encourage all of you listening. If you have a coaching question, I want you to send it to me through our social media. You can also go on buffiniandcompany.com and send it to my email. We're going to continue to reach out to you guys so you can ask your business questions. I'm going to have this fabulous panel of experts come on again, and we're going to get into some nitty and gritty and uh, pick questions that we think a lot of people might have and solve a bunch of people's business and personal growth problems and give them that opportunity to become all that they're capable of being. And so to each one of you, I appreciate you. To all the coaches you represent, I appreciate you. This has been one of the, I've done hundreds of episodes of both the Brian Buffini Show and the Good Life Podcast. This has been amongst my favorite because I know it's helping people. It's talking to people who really get it done. And I'm honored that you guys joined me in the journey for the many decades that you have to do the work. So thanks for joining me today. I appreciate it. I'm going to hand off this call to my ultimate coach, The great Therese Buffini, who are the last 55 years, has helped me become all I'm capable of being. And she's going to give us an Irish blessing to send us on our way today. Take it away, Therese.
3: May the road rise up to meet you. And may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.